Okay, so we're holding by um, the end of Sinat Kuf Mem Aleph. Okay, so so uh, for the past couple uh, couple of weeks, couple of shirim, the Shulchan Aruch has been talking about a certain halacha that comes from a pasuk Leisasun Iti. Leisasun Iti is a pasuk at the end of Parshas Yisro, right? And the Gemara Darshan's Leisasun Iti means that besides the usual prohibition of, of serving idols and uh, making idolatry, making idols. There was a special mitzvah. In other words, there's a prohibition on a Jew to, to make images of things that serve Hashem on high. That's what the Gemara said. That's what we went through, uh, making portraits of a human being. The human image is described in Sefer Yecheskel as when Yecheskel saw a vision of Hashem standing, uh, sitting on the throne, it was with the human form. So that's called that's called making an image of, of a form that serves Hashem, Malachim, and so on, sun and moon and stars. That's uh, what we talked about the past couple of weeks. Okay? <clears throat> and then, now what we're going to see in the Shulchan Aruch is another drasha that the Gemara makes along the same lines. We'll, we'll speak about it, whether it's talk along the same lines or not. But uh, also, Leisasun Iti, just as the, as the Gemara Darshan's not to make, from that Pasuk, don't make images of those that serve me, containing that Pasuk also means don't make images of those things that you use to serve me. In other words, not to make replicas and duplicates of the Beis HaMikdash and the vessels in the Beis HaMikdash. Those things have to be in Beis HaMikdash, and one is prohibited from making a personal uh, your dining room table to look like the Shulchan of the Beis HaMikdash. Okay, that's the, the Gemara's Trash. We'll see in a second. Let's take a look in Shulchan Aruch, then we'll, then we'll go backwards to see what the source is. So again, this is Sivches uh, in Simit Kufim Af, last Siv. Lo Yasa Bayis Tavnis Hegel. Again, these are the examples the Shulchan Aruch brings. We'll see it comes from a Gemara. The Gemara says, the, the Shulchan Aruch says, if one is not allowed to make their home Tavnis Hegel, uh, you know, uh, like a model of the, of the Hegel, the chamber of the Beis HaMikdash. Meaning, what does that mean? Geshir, Gavhoi, Ve'ar, Ka'ivarachba, in other words, in terms of the height, width, length, all dimensions. If you want to use your, you know, make your home the same dimensions as the building, the structure of the Bishamikdash, that's a prohibition. Or Aksadra Tavnis Ulam. Or if you want to make an Aksadra, which is like a, um, also like a, uh, not your home, but let's say like a, a backyard type of thing, not, like a sukkah. If you want to make like a, like a sukkah that you have uh, in your backyard, the same dimensions as the Ulam also. The uh, when you, the base of Migdash, let's, I guess we could break it up like this. In the base of Migdash, when you first entered into the walls, there was the courtyard, right? Open area, for the most part, that you would go into. That's the courtyard, that's where the Mizbech was, and so on. The Kahana would do the Avoid over there. And then you would actually go into the actual sanctuary itself, okay? The sanctuary. That's called the Heichal. The general building is called the Heichal. Within that, there was a more specific uh, area leading up to that larger sanctuary that's called the Ulam. Ulam literally means a hallway. So it's like a, an enclosed uh, hallway that you lead into, and that would open up into this larger sanctuary. So larger sanctuary is called the Heichel. The sort of the corridor, the hallway that's leading up to it is called the Ulam. So if you want to make your home dimensionally, why, you know, dimension, the, the same dimensions as a sanctuary, that's a problem. You can't make a hallway with the same dimensions as the ulam, that's also a problem. Chatzar tavnes azara, or you want to make your courtyard the same dimensions as the azara, that's also a problem. All these things are also. That's in terms of the building. 
And the same thing with the particular kalim. Shulchan tavna shulchan. You want to make a shulchan the same model as the shulchan. Menoira tavna menoira. These things are awesome. But if there's any differentiation, if there's a chilik between what the model that you're making and the way it was in the base of then it's okay. It's not an exact model. So therefore, the example that the Shulchan Aruch gives is, let's say you want to make a menorah, and your candelabra is going to be of five uh, branches, or six branches, or eight branches. In the menorah, the base of it was seven. So as long as you avoid that number, you're okay. You can't make seven because seven is going to be the menorah of the base of It says the Shulchan Aruch, even if it's not made of gold, right? The menorah of the base of was, uh, you know, usually of gold. But if you want to make your menorah of other metals, that's still a problem as long as it has, again, the same number of branches. Again, some of these halachas we're going to see soon, Bez Hashem. But let's just go through the Shulchan Aruch again. So you're not allowed to make a menorah of seven branches. That would be too similar to the menorah of the Beis HaMikdash. Even if you're making it of other metals, and even if you're making it without all the flowers and ornaments and, you know, the, uh, the cups and, and all the designs that went along with the menorah of the Beis HaMikdash, even if you take all that out, it's still going to be a problem. But even if it's not the same height as the menorah of the Beis HaMikdash, which was 18 Tvachim high, even if it's not that high, it's still a problem if it has... The seven branches, that's going to be an issue. So you want to avoid the seven branches. You make eight, you make six, and so on. By the way, that's one of the famous answers that's given to the famous Beis Kasha. Why is Hanukkah eight days and not seven? So one of the, you know, there's like a hundred answers. So some of them are going to be, you know, not the top ten, you know. So, so one of the answers is that uh, to avoid people making, they see, you know, you make Hanukkah seven days. So it's only a matter of time until people build menorahs, right? They're going to build a menorah seven branches. They're going to come to a problem with this. Right? Even though there are ways to avoid it, that's hard to talk about. Let's say you make a menorah of seven branches, but it's circular, you know, instead of straight. There's, you know, different, different, uh, you know, but, but uh, there's a concern that it'll lead to people making replicas of the menorah of the So we made eight, uh, eight days of Hanukkah. Anyway, that's the halach in, in the Shulchan Aruch. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna get back to some of the details over here that the Shulchan Aruch mentioned at the end with the menorah of other metals without the ornament, uh, the things that ornament. The Menorah, the height of the Menorah, we'll get back to that soon. But let's just see the Marmachimus that you have to get a little bit of the background. Yeah. In terms of the base Amigdash, it's, it's only inside? That's the, the so we're going to see. So we're going to see about that. The Shulchan, Aruch, the Shulchan Aruch definitely says clearly that when it comes to the, a building that you're making, that you should be avoiding making as a duplicate of the base Amigdash, it has to do with the dimensions. So the dimensions, size-wise, yeah, that's what it uh, that's what it indicates, right? So we're going to see about that also. Okay, so let's go through some of the sources, and we'll go through some basic questions that can come, like from this sogia, and then we'll see where it takes us. Okay, so Marmokin number one is there, there's basically two gemaras that both quote a brisa, which is where this halach is coming from. Okay, and they're both pretty much the same. The text of the Bryce in both Gemaras almost identical, except for a few points, which on the surface might not seem like a big deal, but I think it actually is. If you take a look at Gemara Mokka number one, so this is a Gemara in Rosh Hashanah, Chavdalar and Beis. Again, it's in that same Gemara we talked about last week with Rav Gamliel making images of the moon. So in that whole sugya, which is based on that pasuk of Leisasuniti, so the Gemara records this Bryce. Kedetanya, Bryce is a Bryce. Loyasa Adam Bayis Tavnes Right? That a person should not make a home 
as a model, as a duplicate of the Heichal of the Mikdash, or Xadra, or a hallway of some sort, Tavnis Ulam, as a duplicate of the Ulam, or Chatzar Kneged Azara, or Chatzar Courtyard, also as a duplicate of the Azara, Shulchan Kneged Shulchan, Menorah Kneged Menorah, and so on. Avalaisa Shulchamisha, Veshal Shisha, Veshal Shmaina, but you can make a Menorah of five branches, six branches, eight branches, just avoid the number seven. Veshal Shivalayasa, you can't make seven branches. Afilu, it's a mistake, Afilu Mishar, meaning Matachis, even from other metals, it'll be an issue. Okay, that's basically uh, very similar to what the Shulchan Aruch said. The Shulchan Aruch then quoted on, went on, went into some more details about even if you don't have the, the ornaments, it's still a problem. Even if it's not as high, not as tall, it's, not, it's, it's still a problem. That's basically the structure based on this price. Now, in Marmokka number two, this price, it, it sounds like it's probably this price, is quoted also in the Gemara of Vaidazarim and Gimel Also, the Gemara over there is, it's, it's a parallel sugi, just like the Gemara Rosh Hashanah talks about the sun, moon, stars, and all these halachas. There's a sugi of Vaidazarim that parallels that, so it's a lot of, you know, almost, almost identical. So the, the Gemara records the Brisa slightly different. The Brisa is like this, Layasa Adam Bayis Tavnas again, person should not make their home as a model of the Hechel, or Aksadra Tavnas Ulam, same thing, Chatzar Tavnas Azara, right, a courtyard as a model of the Azara, Shulchan Tavnas Shulchan, Menorah Tavnas Menorah, okay, Avlo Isa Shal Chamisha Veshal Shisha Veshal Shmoyna, again, you can make branches of five, six, or eight, Veshal Shival Yasa, but not seven, Afilu, Shami Metachis, even other metals. Okay, did anyone pick up the difference between these two prices? Exactly, yeah. So the second Brisa, the Brisa as it's recorded in Avadizara, kept the language consistent. Whatever it's, it's talking about, whether it be a bias, an Aksadra, a Chatzar, a Shulchan, a Menorah, you name it, it's all the same language. Don't make it Tavnis, whatever it is in the Beis HaMegdash. Beis proper, the Shulchan, Beis HaMegdash, the Menorah, it's all Tavnis. In the first Brisa, it started off with that language tavnis by the uh, by the bias and naksadra, right? It was bias tavnis hechel, aksadra tavnis ulam, and then it started using other languages chutzer kineged azara, and then shulchan kineged shulchan, and and so on menar kineged menar. So it switched at some point from tavnis to the word kineged. Okay, no, no, fine. It is what it is. Now it's a little bit odd if you now the language of the shulchan aruch, by the way, if you notice. The Shulchan Aruch used the language of the Brisa as it's recorded in Avadizara. Consistent language, Tavnis. That was the, that's the way the Shulchan Aruch recorded it. Bayis, Tavnis, Heichel, and so again with a few additional words, Aksadra, Tavnis, Ulam, Chatzah, Tavnis, Azara, Shulchan, Tavnis, Shulchan, and so on and so, uh, so on and so forth. So the language of the Shulchan Aruch chose to be the, the simple language, consistent. <coughs> what's, okay, what's a little, okay, again, nothing's earth-shattered, no one's losing sleep over this so far. But what's a little bit more interesting is the Rambam. The Rambam in Hilchas Beis Abichira, in Marmokka number 3, also quotes this halacha, but now comes up with different languages. Okay? So he doesn't go exactly as the Brisa in Avodah the consistent language that the Shulchan Aruch picked, and he doesn't exactly go with the Brisa of Rosh Hashanah, which switches at some point from Tavnis to the word Keneged. What does the Rambam do? So the Rambam says like this, Right? The, per- the person is now allowed to make a bias as a duplicate, as a, as a model of the Hechel. Okay, that was so far, both prices used that language. Okay, so now he's using the language of the Bryce in Rosh Hashanah. But now he comes up with his own language. Shulchan Kitsura Sashulchan, Uminara Kitsura Okay, that's interesting. 
I learned maybe that was the gears he had somewhere. I guess observation number one. What's going on with these two brises? Again, it sounds like it's the same brise recorded in both Gemaras, but, for, but the text is slightly off. There is a slow, subtle difference between the text, between as, as the brise is recorded in Rosh Hashanah versus in Avodah Zarah. Okay? For some reason, the Shulchan Aruch decides to go with one text. Fine, I guess maybe it's just a simpler one, more consistent one. And then the Rambam sort of is uh, making up his own text. He's clearly, you know, he, he's definitely dealing with the text of Rosh Hashanah, which is the non-consistent one, but he makes it even less consistent. You know? So it starts off with Ritavnis, goes to the word Keneged, and then ends up with the word Sura. So something's going on over here. Okay, put that to the side. Ow. Uh-huh. In English, I'm sure, I didn't check the art scroll, but probably it's something, yeah, it means uh, duplicate, model, Keneged, something like that. Keneged would indicate that it's like in lieu of, sort of like, it's, it's more of like well, ta- there's other words that would be more of like to replace, like tachas, you know, like, you know, shulchan, tachas shulchan would be like as if I'm trying to, you know, replace the shulchan with my, with my table. Keneged means, means like, means uh, like parallel, which, yeah, you know, like, it's... Like, it, like, 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 like ken. Yeah, it's, so again, it's, it, much, it, bigger, it's, it's, much, a, it's a much deeper um, lashon than tachas. So the question is, though, yeah, so the question, well, we'll see about that. The, the question is, like, like what exactly is the difference? I mean, I... Whatever the difference is, it seems subtle, but Something what's going on? Here? Okay, again, like I said, it's not the biggest cash in the world. See? <laughs> patience, patience, right? Patience, isn't it? Oh, he's ready to run into the funeral. Uh, no, I, no, I wasn't, I wasn't. You know where we're going, you know where we're going. I hear you. Okay, so let's get there. Fine. Let's get there. Okay, so that's question number one. Fine. Question number two. There's another, there's a question that the Taisvis, again, also, it's interesting, in both Mesechtas, it's the same sogya, pretty much the same sogya, same brisa, subtle difference, and Taisvis in both places asks the same question, but different answer, okay? The question that Taisvis deals with is like this, the the example that the brisa gave for building something that's a a model of the whole way of the Beis HaMikdash was Aksadra. That's the word that Gemara used, Exadra Tavnis Ulam. Okay? So he, here's the problem that Tysus raises. Take a look at Marmokka number four. Aksadra Tavnis Ulam. Says Tysus like this Stam Aksadra, throughout Shas and Ervin and Shabbos and so on, the word Aksadra is usually a word that describes an area or a, 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 a structure that ain't like him Gimel It only has three walls. And the, it doesn't have a door, it just doesn't have a wall on the fourth side. So it's like a, like a sukkah that, you know, that's just open-ended on one side. That's what usually the word exadra means. Where V is proots of milua, and the fourth wall is just open completely. That's usually what the word exadra means. So what's the problem? The problem is, is that that's not how the ulam was in the Beis HaMikdash. The ulam in the Beis HaMikdash was when you, when you were in the chatzar, and you now want to enter into that ulam, sort of the hallway leading to the major structure, that was not open completely. There was a door. There was a door with, it, 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 there, was an, there was an opening, and it had sort of walls on both sides. And it was not a completely open fourth side. So it was, it was the fourth side had walls with an opening in the middle for a door. So Tysus is raising the issue of what's the Gemara talking about? You're ma- making an exadra tavnas ulam? Yes, the dimensions might be consistent in terms of height and length and so on, but that's not, an exadra means a building, a structure of three walls, 
and the ulam was a structure of four walls with a large door, but, but it was, was four walls. So, what, so the, the, the language doesn't fit over here. So it's very strange that we're talking about trying to make it model, but how can Naksadra be a model of the ulam? That's the question that Taisus is dealing with both in Rosh Hashanah and the Vazazar. Okay. So let's see what Taisus says in Rosh Hashanah. Yeah, got the question? Mm-hmm. That's the question. So it says Taisus like this again. Aksadra top nesulam. That's what the Bryce says. Now, Stam Aksadra says Taisus is ain lekiim gimel mechitzes. Stam Aksadra in Shas only has three walls. Ravias proves of milu. The fourth wall is completely open. V'hadiktani Aksadra top nesulam. So what does it mean that you're building an Aksadra? as a model of the ulam, if the ulam was not uh, just a three-walled structure? The answer is, you're right. It doesn't mean that you're, you, that you're building your classic aksadra. The word aksadra over here is lavdav. It doesn't mean an actual aksadra. Usually an aksadra is three walls. In this case, it can't mean three walls because it's not going to be the ulam. So it means a four-wall structure, but the opening is so large that it's sort of uh, almost as if it's an uh, open-wall uh, concept. That's what he says over here. But it says, Because the Ulam of the Beis HaMikdash had such a large door, even though it's true that it also had walls alongside it, so it wasn't completely open on the fourth side, but it was such a large door. So we're, we're borrowing the term Aksadra, but it doesn't really mean that literally. Even though it wasn't literally open completely. It, it actually had... 15 amis of wall on both sides, just the door itself was so huge. We're talking about a big structure. So the door itself was so huge. So we're borrowing the term exadra, but, but, but you're right. The Gemara doesn't mean literally if building an exadra, it doesn't that wouldn't be the ulam. That's Taisvis in, in Rosh Hashanah. Okay. Taisvis in also asked the question. Again, Marmok number five, exadra tavnis ulam, right? So Taisvis says, so again, the question is, how could it be that an aksadra is being made to model the ulam if the aksadra is three walls, usually, and an ulam is four walls? Says Taisus, the answer is, it's not true. Shabulam ha'yaparz, the ruch mizrachis. The answer is, no, in the base of Migdash, the ulam didn't have a fourth wall. It was completely open. It was an aksadra. It was an aksadra. When we call makim karli pesach ulam har and even though the Gemara very often quotes, talks about the opening of the Beis HaMikdash, the door of the Beis HaMikdash, it wasn't really a door. But it was open completely. So, in other words, Taisvis in Avodah answers the question by saying, you're, just, you're wrong, Taisvis in Rosh Hashanah, you're wrong. The Beis HaMikdash did not have a door. did not have a door like that. The Ulam was completely open. It was an exogen. It was a three-wall structure. It was not a four-wall structure with a large entrance. It was a completely three-wall structure. Okay, so first of all, two problems. First of all, it, it, unlikely, unlikely for this to be a machloikas in Metzias between two baliyatoisvis and two mesechtas <coughs> about whether the Beis Hamikdash was open on the fourth wall completely or not. Not only is it just a little bit odd that there should be a machloikas between Taisus about this point, it, it's it's mefurish in Mesechus Tamid where it goes through all the details of the Beis it is mefurish that the Beis HaMikdash was not three walls. It had a fourth wall, just as Taisvis in Rosh Hashanah, the first Taisvis, assumes. So here, here's the problem. If you go through Mishnah and Tambit, it's very clear that the Beis HaMikdash, the Ulam of the Beis HaMikdash, was not a classic exadra. It was not a three-wall structure. It was a four-wall structure with a large opening, but a four-wall structure. 
And that's where Taisus in Rosh Hashanah is coming from. You look at the Mishnahis and Talmud, it's clear that this was not an exadra. So therefore, as Taisus, what do you, how could you make an exadra similar to an ulam? So Taisus in Rosh Hashanah is, is forced into a corner to say, okay, the Gemara's is lavdafka. It doesn't mean an exadra. It means something close to an exadra because it's such a large door, but it doesn't mean an exadra. So, but Taisus in Rosh says, no, no, it's not true. It didn't have a fourth wall. The whole thing was open. That's simply not true. Like the mission doesn't tell me not like that. Okay, so it's not my question. This is Achreinim. The Cheshek Shleimah, you don't have this in front of you. The Cheshek Shleimah in the back of the Gemara says as follows. This is that, of course, Taisus in Avadizara is not going to disagree with the Mishnah and Talmud. But here's the point. The Mishnah and Talmud is talking about the second base of Megdash. The second base of Megdash was not a three-walled structure. It was four walls with a large opening. But the first base of Megdash, that's not Sapasha. It's not, not, nowhere does it openly say anywhere about the first base of Migdash that the first base of Migdash had four walls. So, and this is the point, says the Chesed Shlomet, this is the machlekes, quote-unquote, between these two types of sin. This halacha of not making a duplicate of the base of Migdash, which base of Migdash are you talking about? It's not clear. Maybe it means dafka the first base of Migdash, because that was the greatest base of Migdash. Or maybe it means Davka the second base of Middash because that was the last one we had. Which one is it? Huh? Maybe both. So it's interesting. We'll see that it ends up not being an option. <laughs> we'll see about that. But in theory, maybe both. Says the Cheshachshamah, this is the Machlakis. The first Taisvis in Rosh Hashanah is assuming that the Isser is going to be making a model of the second base of Middash. The second base of Middash. Mishnah Tamid is what it's describing, had definitely four walls, not an open fourth wall at all. It was not just an open fourth wall. Therefore, says S. Tais over there, is how are you making an Aksadra similar to the Ulam? So you have to say, Aksadra is Lavdavka. But you are, you're not making an open wall, that would not be similar to the Ulam. Tais is another Zara holds, not like that. Tais is another Zara holds, no, no, no. We're talking about the first base of Mishnah, not the second. The first base of Mishnah? Like the Mishkan. <laughs> it's completely open. That, you, you can't ask me a kasha for Mishnah but in Talmud, that's talking about the second base of Mishnah. So the first base of Mishnah is where the Isra is coming from. Okay? Well, like, if, you, if the second base of Mishnah is Asra, then the first base of Mishnah is Asra. Okay. Well, we, 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 we first, let's get through the halachas. First, let's get through the dinim, and we'll figure out where the svars lie. First, you have to, you have to get there. We'll get there. So, uh, <laughs> see... The Mishkan, yeah. The Mishkan, yeah. The Beis Hamikdash. It's interesting. We do have a lot. There's an Arichas in Sefer Malachim when Shlomo built the Beis Hamikdash, but 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 there are some major components that are that are left out, and it does not it does not talk about the dimensions of the doorway of the Ulam in the first Beis Hamikdash, and that itself can be an indication that it didn't have a doorway. The whole thing was open. You know what I'm saying? So but, so that that's what it boils down to the Machlekes between these two types of Which Beis Hamikdash is the Isser coming from? Okay. So this is our number two. What's the machlekes? Like, what's the issue over here? What, what's this? Uh, what's the what's the Like, what's what's the discussion? What's this coming from? Okay. Point number. That's point number two. Point number three. If you take a look at Marmokin number six, the tour, which is somewhat where the Shulchan Aruch is coming from, with some additions, with the language that he made, some additions to the Brisa, the tour says the following thing. The Nami again. The tour is just quoting this Brisa with. A point says the says the Torah again, just as it's usher to make uh, images of malachim and so on. 
Lysasaniti also says, the Chinami Shamashem Shabamigdash. You're not allowed to make uh, models of things that we use to serve Hashem, not just the servants of Hashem, like the Malachim, but things that we use to serve Hashem also you're not allowed to make. That's also Asr Lasis Mamish Dugmasim, to make literally their, uh, their parallel. You have to make some shina. You got to make it some some slight difference. the height, the length. You got to make some slight variation in order to uh, to be mutter. Kedetanya, and then he quotes. Then he quotes uh, the brisa with the addition. Again, the height and the length exactly. And so on and so forth. Okay, so the tour is the one that's introducing us to this idea where if there's any slight difference, it's going to be mutter, right? It's going to be mutter. It has to be, it has to be a duplicate exactly. This is not just the tour. Uh, there's a Tysus in Yuma like that, and there's a Meiri like that, and there's a Ritz. There's a whole uh, peckle of Rishonim that make this point, that it's not, uh, that it has to be, it has to be exactly the way it was in the Mesa English. And the, the, where they're coming from is is that in the Brisa that we saw, again, both in Rosh Hashanah and Avodah Zarah, the Brisa where it talked about the Menorah said that it's only a problem when you make of seven branches. Five branches is fine. Eight branches is okay. Six branches, just avoid the number seven. So the tour and many Rishayim along the lines see from there, oh, so you see, it has to, be, uh, has to be exact. If it's not exact, it's not a problem. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, that's exactly. So based on that, let's go back to the Shulchan Aruch. What exactly is the halacha of a Menorah? Let, let, let's put this to the side for a second. Let's learn a little bit Hilchus Menorah. Okay? What exactly is kosher for Menorah of the Mason English? Like what, what, what exactly is kosher? I mean, the Pusik, in, again, in this last week's parasha talks about that, what the Menorah is supposed to look like. Right? It's supposed to be made of gold. It's certainly supposed to be 18 tefachim high. And it's supposed to have the kaftarif and all these uh, gviyim, all these different uh, ornaments you know, built into it. That's for sure. But what's ma'akev and what's not ma'akev? Is it is the slope of it Raji Rabban? That's also, right? All these different variations. So it's like this. The Gemara says in Menachas, and the, these are the halachas. Again, we're not going to go through how we know this based on psukim, but th- this is the bottom line. The bottom line halacha is as follows. A menorah does not, ha- does not have to be gold. It can be other metals, and it'll still be a menorah in the basin. It'll still be a kosher menorah. But here's the distinction. If it's made of gold, it needs kafta, referach, and gavim. If it's made of other metals, then it doesn't have to have those ornaments on it. Okay. So now, knowing that, okay, and we are making up these halachas again. So whatever, let's, let's think of it like this. I, it's logical, and I'm going to make this point. Whatever is kosher in the base of Migdash is what's going to be usher to duplicate, right? If something is puzzle in the base of Migdash, then, then that's, not, that's not a duplication, right? Okay. So what I would say is that, yes, you're going to be prohibited from making a golden menorah or a menorah made of bronze, silver, steel, whatever the case may be. But if you're going to make a golden menorah, it's only going to be a problem if you're making a menorah with the ornaments because that's a golden menorah that would be appropriate in the base of English. But if you're making a menorah out of gold without the ornaments, that's not a menorah that's kosher in the base of English. If I'm making a menorah in my home that's made of steel, steel in the base of English doesn't need ornaments. So fine. Then if I make a menorah out of steel without ornaments, it'll be a problem. Again, I always have to, I have to, I have to avoid creating a menorah in my home that can be used in the base of English. Height? Height, it would be the same thing. If height is ma'akiv, 
then I would say, if I make a menorah that's not of the proper height, it wouldn't be a problem, because I'm not making a menorah that fits exactly with what the menorah of the is supposed to be. Oh, so it's like this. So in the Shulchan Aruch, again, let's go back to what the Shulchan Aruch said. The Shulchan Aruch, after recording again, Bayis, Tavnis, Heichel, V'chulu, V'chulu, and so on, and he eventually got to the Menorah, right? So he said, and again, he, and, and the Shulchan Aruch recorded what it says in the Gemara, which is that you have to avoid making a, a candelabra of seven. You could have six and five and eight and so on, but don't make seven. And then he said, And it's a problem even if you make other metals, right? And so far, so good, because it's true. Other metals would be kosher in the Beis HaMikdash as well. But then says the Shulchan Aruch, and it will be a problem even if you make the menorah without the ornaments, that would be a problem as well. Why? Because, well, let's think about that for a second. I would say that that's only a problem if you're making it of other metals. If I'm making a menorah of other metals, which is mutter in the Beis HaMikdash even without ornaments, so that's a menorah I can't have in my backyard, right? Or in my dining room. But if I'm making a menorah of gold, which in the Beis Hamigdash needs these ornaments, and I don't make it of ornaments in my house, then, then, then it's off a little bit, which is fine. But the Shulchan Aruch doesn't seem to indicate that. The Shulchan Aruch seems to say that, that again, he's saying gold is a problem, even other metals is a problem, and it's, and it's all a problem even without ornaments. So, I don't get it. If it's without ornaments and it's made of gold, then guess what? This is a puzzle menorah, the basic English. So, like for all practical purposes, this is a menorah made of eight uh, branches. Why can't that read as all nine? Huh? Why, why doesn't that read as so, all nine? So, one could make that suggestion. The, the, the problem is the, dach, the Shach, the Taz, the Vilnagayan, they all learn not like that. They all say that the Shulchan Aruch, what he's trying to say, and the truth is, regardless of what the Shulchan Aruch in fact meant, that's what the Vilnagayan says. That the Shulchan Aruch means to be saying a blanket statement. That even whatever metal, whatever material the menorah is made of, if your menorah is missing these ornaments, it's still a problem. It's still a problem. And go on the next line. The Shulchan Aruch said, Even if it's not eating Tvachim Hai. Eating Tvachim Hai is necessary in the base of Migdash. It's necessary. And, it's, and the Shulchan Aruch is saying, even if you miss that, that's a problem. So not only, by the way, not only is this in and of itself difficult to understand because the, lo- the logic makes sense. The only problem should be creating a vessel that can be used in the Beis HaMikdash. And if it, can't be, if, it, if it cannot be used in the Beis HaMikdash either because it's not tall enough or because it's of gold and it doesn't have the ornaments, then this is not a menorah. This is not the menorah of the Beis HaMikdash. Why, why should it be a problem? So in and of itself needs explanation. But more than that, the Shulchan Aruch in the beginning quoted the tour to say that if I'm building my house as a model of the sanctuary, it has to be with all these specifications of measurements. So all of a sudden, when it comes to the first part, the building, the structure, uh, paralleling the base of Mikdash, then the Shulchan Aruch says it has to be mamish, exact, to the centimeter, right? And if it's off by a little bit, it's mutter. Oh, but when it comes to the minar, we're much more liberal. Yeah, kind of close. Wasn't it kind of close? And why was so? Eight branches is also not, is not kind of close. Six branches is not kind of close. Like what, what's going on over here? What's what's the havana? Okay. So the point is like this. Here's the here's the nakuda, and this is something that's clear from the bir hagra. We're not going to go through it inside because it's too tedious to go through each uh, the word of the zundagoyim. But here's the idea. The idea is as follows. Let's focus. Put put the structure piece to the side. Let's talk about kalim. 
The Vilna Gaon explains as follows, that every, you have to think about it as follows. There, you could have certain details that are necessary to allow this menorah to be used in the base of Mignosh. But there's two separate categories when, when, whenever you're thinking about a vessel in the base of Mignosh. There's number one, what we'll call the tzura klovas, the general tzura of what this vessel is supposed to look like, the general tzura, the general tzura. <clears throat> and then, once you have the general tzura, there's other halachas that could come in, secondary halachas about uh, certain specifications. But says the Vilna Gaon, this halacha, this mitzvah that we're talking about, this prohibition of building something, yeah. right, that's similar to, that's modeled after something based on Mikdash, the issue is not, the halacha is not to make something that is literally uh, the same exact thing as the Beis HaMikdash. That's not the issue. The issue is making something that, contain, that has the tzura klalas, the general picture, the general, the, gen, I don't know, the, the general form, the general image of, of that model. You look at this, in your brain, you see Menorah the Beis HaMikdash. I, there could be some details about this structure that was, that is ma'akev, right? And that's missing in your private menorah. But if we can figure out, if we can deduce that those details are not part of the tzura klovis, they're secondary details, necessary, and they're ma'akev in the base of English. But in terms of defining the structure, defining the look as a definitive image of what a menorah is supposed to look like in the Beis HaMikdash, if we can deduce that these particular points are not as necessary in terms of defining this, the, the look of what a menorah is supposed to look like, even though they're necessary in terms of actually performing the service of the Beis HaMikdash, but in terms of defining the tzura of the menorah, then those points are not going to be relevant when it comes to this prohibition. This prohibition is completely focused on what? On the tzura of menorah, not to make a menorah which is exactly able to be used in the base of Mikdash. That's not the point. If you're creating something that has the, it checks off all the boxes in terms of what's called the tzuras menorah, that's what's going to be the problem. And to that, says the Vildagayan, if by other metals you don't need the ornaments, then that tells you that the ornaments are not the defining factors in the tzuras menorah. They're necessary when it's made of gold as a condition, as a secondary aspect. No different than, okay, there's halachas of the avoid. They have to be a kain also. Uh, you know, maybe, they, you, know, there's, you know, there's a certain amount of oil that has to be, that has to fill the, uh, you know, fill the, 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 the cup on top. There's, there's secondary halachas, but in terms of the, the image of what a tzur, the tzur clause of a menorah, says the Vilna Gun, this is how he teaches the Shulchan Aruch, and this is how he explains halacha. If we see that the ornaments are not necessary when it comes to other metals, then that tells you that the ornaments are not defining features in what the menorah is supposed to look like. They're necessary when it's made of gold, as a gzersakasav, as a condition, as they're set up. That's not because without these ornaments, it's not a menorah. It's clearly not like that, because if it's made of gold, it's, it's not a problem. It, then, then you don't need these ornaments. And the same thing with height. Says the, says the, the, the Vilna Gaon points this out, that the Mizbeach, the halach is, the Mizbeach and the Beis HaMikdash, also, the Pasuk says exactly, it's interesting, the Pasuk in, in, in Parshish Truman never told us how high the menorah is supposed to be, right? Mm -hmm. There's a tradition we have, the 18 Tvachim. But the Mizbeach, it says Mefurish in Parshish Truman how high the Mizbeach is supposed to be. And says the Gemara Menachas, the Zonagon the, the, the quotes, 
the Gemara says that if the Mizbeach is shorter than, it's, than it says in Chomish, it's still kosher. So says the, says the Goyen, so you see from there that height by vessels, it's, it's not the defining factor of the Tzura. If, the, if a height would be a defining feature in what a Mizbeach is supposed to look like, then there's no way to say it's not Ma'akiv. Of course it's Ma'akiv, otherwise it's not a Mizbeach. The fact that the height of a Mizbeach, which the height, it says in Pasuk how much it's supposed to be, even that is not Ma'akiv, then of course the Menorah, the, the height of the Menorah is also not going to be Ma'akiv in terms of defining what the Menorah is supposed to look like. So this is the point of the Vilna Gain. So says the Vilna Gain, so that's why when it comes to the Kalim of the Vesa Migdash, you should not be thinking exclusively about is this kosher to be used? And if it's kosher, then you can't duplicate it. And if it's puzzle, then it's fine. It, the, the issue is not kosher versus puzzle. The issue is, does this have all the qualifications, what makes something tsuras hamenayra? It might not be good enough to actually still be used, but it has tsuras hamenayra. Says the Vilna Gai, one second, that's all when it comes to the kalim of the basin English. But when you're talking about the structure of the building, every building is the same basic, it's four walls. I mean, what... what there is no defining surah of the, 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 court, or the courtyard of the Vesa Megdash or the hallway or the sanctuary of the Vesa Megdash except for its dimensions. That's the only qualification it has. There's no other element of a How are you going to define a chatzar? It's, it's an enclosed space. Every, every chatzar in everyone's backyard is an enclosed space. There's nothing, there's no, there's no, there's no inherent surah to it unless you start talking about dimensions. Therefore, says the Vilna Gain, of course, when it comes to building your home as a duplicate of the Vesa Megdash, or your hallway, or, or your chatzar, of course, then you have to talk about dimensions. And if you're off a little bit, then that's not the tzura of the Vesa Megdash. But there, but the, because there's nothing else to talk about. But when it comes to Kalim, says the Vilna Gain, the Menar is a tzura, the Shulchan has a tzura. There's a, the, the, these are not just basic enclosed spaces. This is, this is a vessel with, 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 with personality to it. And, then, and as long as you capture the personality, even if you don't have every single detail, if the personality is captured, that's going to be a problem for this halacha. That's the, that's the Chiddush of the Vilna Gai. Yeah. Well, according to the Zion, our everyday Minerva's are also? No, because they're made of eight, eight candles. Uh, ah, that's why it has to be eight. But if it was made of seven, seven they don't matter how it, look, it, it has the tzura. It has the tzura. The courts are the exact same dimensions, but not built of anything of the same type of material mm-hmm. walls or whatever, it, 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 that's considered that would be, yeah, measure. because that would be the, the defining factor that's the defining, that's factor. defining factor is the measurements that's, 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 that's what only God says that's a good point, so there's a tshuva from Ravadia about that um, there are, the, the heterim would be it's a little bit on the side, but it's, it's not on the side. It's actually Allah Lamaisa. This is this should be Allah Lamaisa share. So the uh, <laughs> but no no that's no, fine. The 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 one of the basic term is that it's that the, the, the that it's not able to hold any oil. They're usually electric. electric right. They're electric. So that one of the defining factors of a menorah is its ability to contain oil or at least the wax candle, something to you know, this is not, uh, doesn't have that surah. That's what that's Ravadio said. Materials have nothing to do with surah? Say it again? Materials have nothing to do with surah. You make it out of snow, it's like... No, no, the Vilna Gain, oh, yeah, it's not, it's not the material. Well, when it comes to the structure? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm saying no, Minaira. Okay. Minaira, it's not material. No, it's not based on material. Surah. Well, no, I shouldn't say that. No, I, sh- I shouldn't say that. There are some materials which are definitive in terms of surah. 
So the only materials that the Shulchan Aruch said would be a problem are metals. If I make a menorah of ice, or I make a menorah of snow, or plastic, or wood, or earthenware, that, that, those, those materials are never kosher in the base of Megdash. That would be materials that are not part of the Tzur Samanoi. It's not, not good because it's not kosher in the base of Megdash. No, right, that's the point. Exactly. It doesn't have the Tzur. It doesn't have the Tzur. Exactly. Exactly. Any metals is part of the Tzur. Other, metal, other materials, not. Okay, so which base, now, so now let's, go, let's go back for a second. This was all the Shita of the Shulchan Aruch and the Vilna Gaon, right? The tour was not like this. The tour said explicitly that everything in the basin of the shed you're making, it has to be exact. It has to be exact. And this was not just the tour, as I mentioned, the Zeritva and the Me'iri, Rajva, a whole pack of Rishonim. So now we have an interesting other Machlakis, right? Whenever you're dealing with this Isser, is this Isser about literally making a duplicate of, of what it has in the Mesa Megdash, and if it's at all off, it's, a, it's okay? And that will be the sheet of the tour, or now we have a more subtle sheet of the Shulchan Aruch and the Vilna which is capturing the tzura. If you capture the tzura of what that vessel is, even if it's not technically exactly the way it's supposed to be, it's still a problem. So what's going on over here? What's, what, okay, so to answer this, we've got to get to the kishkas. What is the aside of this prohibition? What's, what's the problem over here? Now let's take, let's take uh, 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 the context of it. Again, we started with, it all comes from this Pasuk, right? And the Gemara made a drasha. We learned two things. Number one, don't make images of celestial beings and bodies, servants of Hashem of high. And this other drasha that we're learning about tonight, don't make images of things that we use to serve Hashem in the base of Megdash. There, the, there is two approaches in the Rishonim how to understand this. One approach is that both of those halachas are fundamentally the same idea. And the idea is, you are not God. You are not God. You are not God. What do I mean you are not God? The Rabbani Shalom has his servants that are specified for him, and the Rabbani Shalom has his vessels that he wants to be served with. And by you making a duplicate of either one of those things, it's ke'ilu as if you're saying, okay, you know, I also feel like I have my little universe over here. And that's what the Isser is. Don't make duplications of something that the Rabbani Shalom, these are, these are, these are copyrighting these things. These are, these are, these are things that are, that are um, reflective of God being God. He has his servants above, and he has his vessels that he wants to be served with, and don't make a duplicate of that. This is, this is something uh, the Meiri says like this. There's a pack of Rishonim that say like that. <clears throat> You're not licensed. Right. It's interesting, and because of that, by the way, the, the Meiri talks about this, and Meiri says, because both of these halachas, again, whether it be not making servants of Hashem, right, <clears throat> duplications of the servants of Hashem on high, or not making duplication of things that are used to serve Hashem from below, like the Bekele Mitzamekdash, the Meiri says, because of this, because this one Pasuk sort of contains both of these, even though it's, the umbrella idea is the same, but in practicality, these are two separate categories of objects. So the Meiri says, because of this, you're not going to get Malchus on this, on this lav. Because we have a general rule, lav shebechlolos. When you have one lav that contains within it so many subcategories, even though it's all one, you know, there's an umbrella over all of them, but they're, they're different categories, you don't get Malchus on that. Uh, to get Malchus on a lav, it has to be laser-focused. So says the mirror, you don't get Malchus on this. Is it just making, or what if a guy makes and you buy it? So that we talked about last week, it would just be making. It would just be making. If a guy makes it and you buy it, there could be Midrabana of Marasayan and stuff like that. But Midraisa would just be making. And it would be the same thing for making these objects also. It's making. 
What's interesting is, is the Rambam is not like that. The Rambam, first of all, the Rambam holds that if you make a sun, moon, and a star's image of Malachim, you get Malchus. So, one second, that's strange. And that, then, like, how does that work? It's it's of Chalos. It, it contains all these subcategories. What's interesting is, is that the Rambam talks about the halachis of last week, sun, moon, stars, malachim, and hilchis of Adizara. And the halachis of this week, not making images of Beis HaMikdash, and hilchis Beis HaBechira. The place that he puts it, in hilchis Beis HaBechira, is not just like a random place. It's in the same parak where he's talking about the mitzvah of Moira Mikdash, of having respect and awe and reverence of the Beis HaMikdash, which is a mitzvah by itself. Minam Mikdash Tiro. A person is supposed to have awe and reverence of the Beis HaMikdash. Because of that, you can't therefore use the Beis HaMikdash as a shortcut. You can't wear your shoes in the Beis HaMikdash. You can't spit in the Beis HaMikdash. You have to stand in the Beis HaMikdash. A lot of halachas. And in that context, says the Rambam, and also, you're not allowed to make a shulchan as a duplicate of the shulchan. V'chulu, v'chulu, v'chulu. What's going on over here? So the Rambam is clearly understanding that the, 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 when it says in Pasuk Lassasaniti, the, the, there's, there's two separate prohibitions that are, that, are, that, are, that are really going on over here. There's a prohibition which is coming from an Avodah Zarah element. We spoke about what exactly the Avodah Zarah element is. Maybe it's Maris Ayin. People will think that you're serving these images. But not making sun, moon, stars, malachim, and so on. That's an Avodah Zarah Dekenya. It's an Avodah Zarah Dekenya. And then the Gemara tells us that contained in this Pasuk is another thing, which is, don't make a model of the Beis HaMikdash. That's not because of Avodah Zarah. That's what? That's really, really a subset of a separate mitzvah, which is awe and reverence of Beis HaMikdash. Awe and reverence of Beis HaMikdash. And it's not, it's, it's a lack of Meir HaMikdash if you build a menorah in your dining room. We'll, we'll explain it in a moment why. And therefore, really, even though the Gemara uses this pasuk of Leisasuniti to, to reveal to us this idea that you're not allowed to build a model of the Beis Hamikdash, it's not really from that pasuk. That pasuk is is a way of of us figuring out that when it says in, in elsewhere, fear the Beis Hamikdash, including that is not just making it as a shortcut, including that is also not making a duplicate of it. But it's really coming from Meir Hamikdash. So if you isolate what Leisasuniti is really about, and what prohibition is this pasuk creating? This Pasuk is only creating the Avodah Zarah element of uh, Avera, of not making sun, moon, stars, and so on, and you get Malchus on that. The fact that we also deduce from here that you're not allowed to make a duplicate of the Beis HaMikdash, that ultimately we might, have, we might have learned it out from this Pasuk, but this Pasuk is really just a reference and, and a revelation of what's really included in Mar Mikdash. This ultimately is the fundamental difference between the two Sugyas, between the two Brises, as you'll see, between the two sheets in Taisvis, first base of English versus second base of English, and the two sheets between whether or not we're talking about it has to be exact, exact, or basic, uh, basic, you know, basic tzura. What's the what's the shadow? So it's like this. Let, let, let's let's take it for a second. In the Rambam's world, to the Rambam's world. So the prohibition of why why can I not make a duplicate to the base of English? It's a lack of Mar English. What's the why? Like let's get to the kishkas of it. Why? So I say, the reason is, is because, and this is an idea that we do find the Rambam using in other places of Marnavukhan, which is, in order to have Myra, it's natural for a human being to have awe and reverence of something that you rarely see. Something that you rarely see. See, three times a year, you come to Beis HaMikdash. 
to see such a thing, automatically that itself brings Myra and Kavit. If there is something that's awesome, but you know, I have a, a picture of the, of, the, of, the, of the Grand Canyon on my fridge. Of course, it's not the same as the Grand Canyon. But there's a difference between someone that never saw the Grand Canyon and someone that always sees it online. And then when you go see it for the first time, it's like, okay, you know. Like, I, I remember when I, was, when I was young, it was one of those rites of passage that you have to go on a Chalmai trip to Niagara Falls, right? It was at the time that, that so it wasn't, you know, it wasn't Orlando yet. So it was Niagara Falls. And I remember, as maybe, I, maybe I'm making a mistake, but I remember when you go to Niagara Falls, there's like smaller falls leading up to it. And I remember I saw, yeah, so it was on this side, I guess, whatever, I don't remember exactly, but we went to the Niagara Falls, and we saw a smaller one, and a smaller one, eventually we got to Niagara Falls, but in my mind, I thought it was one of the small ones leading up to the big one, and I'm like, okay, so this, and like, so when, when we get to Niagara, they're like, no, 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 yes, like, this is it, like, okay. you know, it's like, it, it wasn't exciting, it wasn't exciting, because I, I saw it, and in my mind, there was something, you know, the, the isser of what? The isser of the reason why you're not going to make a menorah and a shulchan and all these things is what? Is, beca you, you, is because you want the tzurah, you want the menorah to be something fresh and something new and something, something that you don't see all the time. You want it to be something that you never see. Therefore, in that world, says the Rambam, it's not about an exact duplicate. As long as you're capturing the essence of what a menorah looks like, then it's missing the then you're missing the, the, the awe factor when you actually see the real thing. It's taking away from that covet and myra when you, when, not that when you make the exact duplicate, the lack of covet and myra is even when you just capture the essence of it. That's also a lack of covet and myra. Oh, okay, so we'll get, we'll get there in a second, yeah. So, but it, so that's, that's in the world of the Rambam. Yeah, So again, uh, you know, it's memsa, and if it's less than memsa, it's not a mikvah. So there's always going to be a line that you draw, but the, the concept of capturing the tzura is what's going to diminish the kavod and the mayra. This, I think, is the ultimate, ultimately, what the also the reason. It, it, this it's this is not only. The, this is the reason, again, why, according to the Goyen and the Shulchan Aruch, even if you're not making an exact duplicate, if you're just copying and capturing the essence, it's going to be a problem. It's because of the Rambam's world, which is that this is because of Maramikdash. And by the way, I believe that the Rambam himself definitely holds, like the Goyen and the Shulchan Aruch, that you don't have to be exact duplicate in order to make it a problem, except for the structure, because there's nothing else to work with except for the measurements. And I think this is... The, what, the, what the Rambam means to, means to say. Let's go back to the language of the Rambam. I'm going to go quick. Again, remember the Rambam, when he, when he quoted the Brisa the, uh, uh, from the Gemara, he changed the language, remember? He made it more complicated, not just like tavnis, tavnis, tavnis. It was more subtle. So let, let's go through it. The word tavnis, let me give you a little bit of background. The, the word tavnis literally means, uh, uh, um, ugh, what's the word? Um, oh my gosh, when you, a, a mold. A mold. That's what tavnis means. The word tavnis is going to mean exact. The word tavnis literally means a mold. So it says, says now, now let's go through the Rambam's, his Lashen now. Again, in Maramaka number three. Asil Adam Shayasa Bayis Tavnis Hecha. Aksadra Tavnis Ula. That's to be exact. In other words, that's the word tavnis. Exact. Right? Now, Chatzar Keneged Azara. Now, the word Chatzar, all of a sudden, he avoids the word tavnis and now goes to the word Keneged. Why? The word tavnis also. 
it, because the word technically means, um, oh, I just missed it again, what's the, uh, a mold, a mold only makes sense when you're dealing with, with a chavza. The chatzer is just an open area. It's a, it's an empty, it's a space. The word, the word tavnis doesn't, you, you can't use it for, for, for empty space. For empty space, the word, the more proper word is, is, uh, is, is keneged. That's what he means. Chatzer is keneged azar. But again, keneged means, again, it's, we're talking about exact. Mm-hmm. But now, when he moves on to kalim, now you can go back to the word tavnis. But why not? So you could go back to word tavnis. He doesn't go back to word tavnis. Now he says something different. Shulchan ketsuras hashulchan menar ketsuras menar. The only reason why you stop using the word tavnis is because you're talking about an open area of an azara that's not an object to put into a mold. So go back. So now you are talking about objects that you could theoretically talk about using a mold kilo. So go back to word tavnis. No, no, no. I'm not going back to tavnis again. You know why? Because now we're talking about kalim. And we're talking about kalim that has a tzura besides the specific dimensions of it. And that's, again, this is all the Rambam Lushitasai. Because the Rambam holds that what? That the Yisaita Isser is Moira Mikdash. And Moira Mikdash is what? It's not about duplication. It's about don't capture the essence. Don't make it something, a commonplace object that you always see. Keep, it, the, keep the awe factor alive. Then it's not a matter of exact. As long as you're, it's the tzura, that's going to be a problem. Again, when it comes to the structure, there is no tzura outside of the, the, the tavness of it. But once you're talking about kalim, then as long as it's tzura seminar, it's tzura shulchan, it's a problem. And, this, and the Rambam understood this is the meaning of the b'risa in Meseches Avadizar, the text of the b'risa over there also, that made a transition. Again, in Maramokka number two, the b'risa in Avadizar was, Bayis Tavnes Hechel, Aksadra Tavnes Ulam. And then it switched, uh, I'm sorry, Maramokka number one, I'm sorry, the, the b'risa in Rosh Hashanah. Mm-hmm. Bayis Tavnes Hechel, Aksadra Tavnes Ulam, and then it switched, Chatzar Kenegad Azar, for the same reason. Because again, Tavnes means a, means a mold, and a Chatzar is an open area, which doesn't conceptually make sense to use the word tavnis for. But now that you're talking about objects, go back to the word tavnis. No, 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 we're not going back to the word tavnis, now we're using the word keneged. So the Rambam is building on that, but the Rambam is getting more to the point. Of like, we're not just, a, not a, it's not just like, I'm not going back to tavnis, I'm gonna create my own word to make the point more clear. The Rambam is about explaining what, what's, uh, what's being hinted to in the Brisa. The Brisa the Brice is hinting to this idea by not going back to word Tavnus. The Rambam is saying, not only am I just not going to go back to Tavnus, I'm going to create a new word to capture the point, which is, it doesn't have to be exact, Tzura. But this is all, this is all, yeah, I'm sorry. Why is the word bias used, uh, Tavnus used for Heichal? So because, talking about the space, the no, space. because that's the, the sanctuary, the main sanctuary, that's the, that's the word Heichal. Chatzar is only open, the open space. Hechel is the sanctuary. Ulam is the, is the hallway leading up to it. That's the word Tavnes. The exact. Yeah, yeah, that's the word Tavnes means exact. Tavnes means exact. So Tavnes is, is the appropriate word when you're talking about Hechel and Aksadra and Chatz. And Chatzar, just because it's an open space, you don't use the word Tavnes. But that's the idea. Oh, so one second. Oh. So this is all in the world of the Rambam. That the prohibition is what? The prohibition is, is uh, about Mara Mikdash. And by the way, if you're talking about... Okay, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll fine. But, however, let's go the other way. Let's go according to the Me'iri and the Rajva and the Ritva. That when they explain what's the Isra, the Isra is not Mara Mikdash. The Isra is you are not God. You are not God. God is his servants and God is his Kali. Well, then, it, then logic dictates this is not his Kali if it's a little bit off. It's not about capturing the tzura. It's, I, I, the, it, the prohibition is that if I, 
if I, I make myself as if I'm God. I'm not making myself like God just because I have something that looks like the menorah. I'm making myself like God if I have an exact duplicate of the menorah. Because what are you doing? That's God's Indian. That's God's Kaili. This is, but if it's, if it's off a little bit, it's not God's Kaili. This is why the tour and all these other Rishonim disagree with the Shulchan Aruch and the Vilna Gain and the Rambam now and the Brisa as it's recorded in Rosh Hashanah. And they say, no, 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 no. The prohibition is only if you make an exact duplicate of what's supposed to be in the base of Megdash. Why? Because it's not about capturing the essence and making it less exciting when you actually see it. The point is to avoid walking around, avo- avoid creating your home as if it's your little universe that you created as if you're God. So as long, so if that's a problem, is if I'm making my universe, my, you know, if I'm making servants, kilu that the uh, malachim like like the like God has, for making kalim the base of literally like the Rabbanu Shlom has. The, the issue is not capturing the essence. The issue is don't make a duplicate, because then by making a duplicate, you're making yourself like God, kilu as if you're God's equal. This is what the brisa in Avodah is holding. The brisa in Avodah that d- d- does not uses a consistent language. Bayis tavnis hechel, aksadra tavnis ulam, chatzar tavnis azar, shulchan tavnis shulchan, minar tavnis minar. That b'risa does not, that text of the b'risa does not start veering off and changing. Why? Because it wants to say the point that it's trying to make. Tavnis is a, is a, is, is, is a, is a, oh my gosh. Tavnis is a mold. <laughs> and, and, and even when it doesn't make sense to use the word mold, because we're talking about an open space like an azara, it, it wants to make the point exact. It's an exact for the structure. It's an exact for the kalim. Exact. And that's the language that the, that the, that the tour used. And that's, th- those are the two camps. Those are the two camps. So, so, so we have two fundamental opinions about what this, what this Isser is about. Is it about Mara Mikdash? And that's the Rambam. And in that case, then follow, flowing from there, the Isser is only going to be by kalim. It's going to be only when you're, it's going to be even when you just capture the essence and the look of what that keli is. And that's the b'risa as it's recorded in Mesachus Rosh Hashanah. And then you have the other camp, which is, no, 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 the prohibition is not about Mar Mikdash, it's about you are not God. And don't make yourself like God. Don't duplicate his house. Don't duplicate his stuff. Right? He has a copyright on it. That's God's, those are God in Yonim. And don't be like God. And in that case, the prohibition is duplication. And that's going to be the b'risa as it's recorded in Mesech HaSavadizar. I think another nafkamina between these two things is first base of Mikdash or second base of Mikdash. If the prohibition is Moira Mikdash, Moira Mikdash, don't keep those pictures, those images pristine the way it's supposed to be, then I think, again, you, this point you could disagree with me, but I think logic would dictate that it would depend on the, the last base of Mikdash you have. The last base of Migdash that we had, which was the second base of Migdash, and the Rabbanu Shalom was defining a few practically, halacha lamaisa, what does Mikdash look like to you? Mikdash means second base of Migdash. So Moira Mikdash, in other words, nowadays you're not allowed to walk on the, the Harabayas and use it as a shortcut. Why? Because Moira Mikdash, as if the second base of Migdash is still there. In, in, in terms of that mitzvah of Moira Mikdash, it's as if the Chobar never happened. That's what it means. Because even though the base of Mikdash is no longer standing, you can't, you can't just walk there as if it was destroyed. You have to pretend, act as if it's there. You can't walk with shoes on on the Harabais. You can't go there. You have to pretend as if the second base of Mikdash is still standing. So if the prohibition of making duplicates is because of Mar Mikdash, then again, then yeah, second base of Mikdash. Pretend as if it's still standing. The whole mitzvah of Mar Mikdash is about pretending the, second, the base of Mikdash is still there. But if you're talking about what? If you're talking about the, the prohibition is don't make 
images of God's servants on high, and don't make images of God's kalim, of, of things that, we, that God uses to be served. Then when you're talking about first or second, without a question to me, it's the first base of Mikdash that's going to be much more in God's face. Because the, when you talk about the first and second base of Mikdash, it's a big principle from the Maral, and here's some Pemius, is that the, the, the fundamental base, first base of Mikdash was primarily a way of God's presence being on planet Earth. It was about the Shekhinah. That's what it was. It had the Aaron or the Tumim. It was about the Shekhinah. And everything about the base of Mikdash, every vessel was a keli of Elikos. It, it, it was a vessel of God's presence. It was God's kalim. The second base of Mikdash was not primarily about the Shekhinah. It was primarily about Klal Yisrael having a place to unify ourselves and to serve God from. But it wasn't about the Rabban Shalom. It, was not, it wasn't a reflection of Elikos. It was a reflection of Knesset Yisrael. So when you t- so okay so this is like this, when so when you're talking about the Isra of Meir Mikdash, Meir Mikdash means pretend as if the base Mikdash is still standing. Which base Mikdash? Well, the one that was still standing. That's the second. But when you're talking about the prohibition of what, if the prohibition is not like the Rambam, it's like the other Rishon, right? Which is what? Which is Avodah Zarah? You are not God. The gods in Yonim. Guess which one is gods in Yonim? First base Mikdash. By the way, I saw this years ago. I, I was trying to think where it's. I cannot remember where it was from. But I saw somewhere, in one of the Akhwarian, that they said that we know that the, the basement was destroyed, yeah? But there's such a thing as basement Shomala. The basement Shomala, even Ad Hayyim, is first basement. That's what I saw from, from brought down somewhere, and so someone says such a thing. So that, that, makes, that makes a lot of sense with this. In other words, so now let's go back. The two Tyson sin. So the two Tyson sin, again, the Cheshach Shalom explained the two Tyson sin also revolving at this point. What's the Isser? Is it to model? Copy the first base Middash or the second? Also, these two points. And guess, which, guess how the sugis lay out appropriately. Mm-hmm. The Gemara in Avodah Zara, the Bryson in Avodah Zara, which, what, which was a language in Maramaka number one. The Bryson in Avodah Zara, which was Bayes, Tavnes, Hegel, and it switched over. So the Bryson in Avodah Zara, uh, the Bryson in Rosh Hashanah was going with the approach of the Rambam, that it's Moira Mikdash. And because it's Moira Mikdash, the prohibition is not if it's exact. The prohibition is just capturing the essence. But if it's Meir Mikdash, then it's going to be what? Second base of Mikdash. Tysus in Rosh Hashanah says, how can Aksadra be made like an Ulam? The second base of Mikdash did not have an open fourth wall. So you have to say, the Lashon is Lav Davka. That's in Rosh Hashanah. Because in Rosh Hashanah, it's working with the concept of Meir Mikdash. But in Avodazar, where the Bryce says what? Always consistently Tavnis, which is exact, exact, exact. And that does not fit with the concept of the Rambam of Mar Mikdash. That's what, that's based on the model of the tour and other Rishayinim, that it's about you are not God, don't be like God, and therefore it's only going to be a problem if you're duplicating God's stuff. But because of that, the focus is going to be first based in English. So over there, Tysus says, yeah, the next Sadra, the base was an Sadra too. Which one? Not the second, the first. There's no machalagas between the two Tysus. They're not disagreeing. Each one is explaining according to that sugi. What's the halacha? I don't know. Allah is a machlekes, right? The Rambam passing like this way, and the Torah passing the other way. But it's not a machlekes in Taisus. It's not a machlekes in Taisus. They're just doing what they're just following the Gemara. It's a, it's a steer in the Gemara. It's machlekes in the Gemara. What the fundamental you is? The, the, the Rambam comes out much more clearly because you try it both ways. Because the, the Rambam is always saying, when it says the, the Rasha, that's referring to first. But the Torah comes out much more schwer. How does he deal with the with the Gemara? So the Torah's because the Torah's passing. The Torah's passing. What does the Torah do with Gemara Shem? He doesn't. He does. He passes like a vadizar. He pass. No, he passes like a vadizar. Oh, you saying because the Ram could say that one's lavdafka? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, the Ram could say that that was for the first. Yeah. 
Okay, yeah, that's, uh, that's, what, that's what comes out. Now, one, one last point of uh, just one akuda that I think needs just a point of just gishmak is that in the Rambam, it, it, it is interesting. Yeah, anyway, so the prohibition of Isasanit is primarily telling you what? Avoid this, and others don't make these images on high. Don't make these images on high. And happens to be, the Rabbana Shalom also uses this Pasuk to, in, to tell us something that we wouldn't have known about Maramigdash. I think it's a little bit interesting. I don't know. In Maramigdash, hint it somewhere. What do you have to, mm-hmm. what do you have to hint the halacha of Maramigdash, Tavka, in this Pasuk of Laisasim? He's a little bit like, okay, that's the Rabbana Shalom likes to do things sometimes a little bit funny, but like, so if you remember, this is just B'der Chagav. If you remember, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about the Rambam. And what exactly, what, what's the Avoid Zara element, really, of... Um, of those images of a malach and those things. So if you remember, we explained based on the Nebuchadnezzar and so on, that those images were unique in that they're not classic of these are images, but they're images that if one were to believe they need an intermediary between them and God, those would be the images you would use. So it's not a classic of these are bowing down to a, to a worm. We're talking about using these things in, as intermediaries. And we explained that the fundamental point of the mitzvah, according to Ram, is... You're, you, you, you have the right to talk to Hashem. Be comfortable with Rabbi Nishlam. Be comfortable with Rabbi Nishlam. Don't feel that you don't deserve to talk to him. Because that's the mitzvah, which is, like, Sassanit, you know, don't make any other, like, just talk to me directly. So, but there's always that concern. But don't get too comfortable. Don't get too comfortable. So in order to make sure that this mitzvah, the completion of this mitzvah is to hint to another mitzvah, which is Mayra Migdash. Mara Mikdash means, as the Gemara says in Yavamis, you're not afraid of the base of Mikdash, you're afraid of the one that dwells in the base of Mikdash. So this is the point. The completion of the Sassan Iti is only there when you are at the same time remembering this other mitzvah of Mara Mikdash. Because then putting it together, now you have a complete healthy relationship with God. Confident enough to talk to Him, but remember who you're talking to. And therefore, Davka, the Pasik in Lysasan Iti, needs to hint to us to Mara Mikdash, not only because to help out Maramikdash, but to help itself out, to get you to be thinking Maramikdash at the same time. These two mitzvahs need to be linked in order to complete each other. That's the, that's the side uh, according to the Rambam. Okay. Which? Which point the Rambam is 